0: Now approaching junction at platform passengers airport, Please stay on board. Next stop road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Hello. This is the Ruck from our Cape Town studios, um, overlooking the the harbour. Uh, it's rather beautiful, Jonesy. There was a. A, um, a seal playing around in, in the water just underneath my um, uh,
2: my hotel room balcony earlier on. What, what was there really? Who do you think you are? David Attenborough? Well... <laughs> the, the, <laughs> it, it is a beautiful scene and in, in the, the mother city. And it's an absolutely spectacularly beautiful city as well in all respects. It's just a shame there's not thousands of fans here to see it, Owen.
1: I know. So, so listen, if you haven't worked this out, this is me, uh, Owen Slot, And um, I, I'm here with Jonesy, Stephen Jones and yeah we we are really really delighted to be here in cape town but as jonesy said just phenomenally disappointed that it's it's not the spectacle that it should be um for for uh, un, uh well tens of thousands of people
2: and also owing mean, for um at a time when the south africa's in turmoil you know it's on all the cnn bulletins today about rioting and looting and and covid that uh, it's just such a shame for them and their economy you know i mean the taxi driver who brought me down to your palatial hotel, uh, whose name was Patrick, um, he said that I was his first fare today, and he got in, he got on at nine a.m., and now it's what's that, uh, five hours later, and I was his first fare. So I tip, did tip him handsomely, but I just felt very sorry for him.
1: It's very sad. It's it's really. I mean, on, on to, just to have the the rioting and the the country sort of uh, um, at the hands of anarchists in the middle of a COVID pandemic, which is as awful as it could be anyway. That the country's supposed to be in lockdown, but the only people breaking lockdown appears to be the people looting shopping malls and. Um, well, they should be. If they had any sense, they'd be breaking down the doors of Greenpoint Point Stadium to watch the Test matches. Well, they?
2: they'd be lovely if they were. We, we, we were very close to it in our previous uh, previous stopover, as you know, because they gave us little panic buttons to press if uh, anything anything bad happened or if anyone crept up. But we, we didn't need them. And uh, but uh, shops that we were in were, were looted next day, so it it brought it home to us. And um, just what a, a country in turmoil, but it, this beautiful place is. The biggest threat we
1: had actually in our last stop over just outside Durban, uh, Jonesy, was actually the, the monkeys coming onto your balcony and st- yeah. stealing the um, sugar from the coffee machine.
2: Well, they tell you what, they're the worst trained monkeys I've ever seen. They, think they need a bit of training because <laughs> they were absolutely running wild, didn't they? They, they can, have No discipline at all. It's like my kids when they were younger.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sorry if your kids were like that, but the, the, these were very out of order. These monkeys,
2: it's terrible, and uh, and uh, they was actually got a little bit of spite with it to them as well. That's what I didn't like. They didn't take it in good part at all. They didn't do like tricks and entertain us,
1: did they? They actually threw a, uh, threw a stone at one of the windows. Yeah,
2: they were only out for themselves. Be fair. Yeah, they were self-centred yeah. monkeys.
1: It was not in the spirit of the, of the Lions tour. Or the either? tour. No, of course it wasn't. No. They
2: didn't even know the Lions were on. No, they didn't. They didn't ask our thoughts on selection. <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, they're, they're the only ones who didn't. Mind you, we <laughs> g- as usual, we gave them our thoughts on selection anyway, whether they asked or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: so this is uh, Thursday, um, late afternoon. Um, we've sort of got a sundown, haven't we? Yes. Um are we allowed to say that we've, we've found a way around the alcohol ban?
2: Um, no. No, we're not allowed to say that. No, no, we haven't
1: found a way around the alcohol ban, honestly. No, we haven't um, got
2: anyone f- f- feeding in regular drinks at all from Bosch or anything.
1: No, but we do have a gin and tonic each.
2: Yeah, we do, but there's no ice or lemon. No, it's r- sorry about that. that. That's, our, that's, our, uh, that's our... It doesn't
1: count as a gin and tonic.
2: No, it doesn't. That's our nod to the, uh, to the, the rules as they stand. Last night we went to the
1: Greenpoint Stadium, which is, from where we're staying, it's a, a, just a walk away, actually.
2: Um, oh, we shouldn't say that, should we, because we're putting in taxi receipts. I didn't put one in there. You probably did, but um, oh. what, what would you put your taxi receipt in for? Massive. Yeah, massive. Okay.
1: The The stadium, sorry... If you're listening, the stadium's actually 10 miles away from where we are. Yeah.
2: It's mainly because it's right outside the window as well. How can it be 10 miles? Yeah. Um, anyway, that was um, Greenpoint Stadium. The first time I've seen a live game there. And, and really, I in mean, the first time we've seen a, a really competitive um, game on this whole tour, I'd say.
1: Yeah. But just on that stadium, wow. I mean, I, I hadn't been in there before. And, and well, I, we don't want to sort of go on and on about what a shame it is there's no fans. But you saw that place and... You didn't take a very, very vivid imagination to think how magnificent it would have been with the good old sea of red and just uh, you know the, the cacophony of noise that that would have been here.
2: Well, it just as soon as you go in, you think wow, and you you do you almost drift away and 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 imagine this the boiling sea of red, you know, and the not only that, but the good humour and the and the drinking, the bonhomie, and and all and all that sort of stuff, you know, no no hint of problems, etc. and uh it just would have been lovely. The Mother City would have been absolutely crawling with fans. So we say it every week, but I have to say that's only because the impact of not having them never lessens, frankly.
1: No, it doesn't. It's it's going to be there all the way to the end. Um, so well, the the game last night, as you say, that, that was a, a that was proper. I mean, we we were calling it the fourth test. Hmm. Um, we didn't actually even need to make that up because Conor Murray called it the first, the fourth test. Yes, yes. Um, and do you think it it actually delivered on that?
2: I, I do, I do. I, I think it delivered in the sense that it really reminded you what a savage environment is in South Africa. It, it showed the South Africans that the Lions can stand up to it, uh, and it, it was it was incredibly intense. There was a stage where you think the Lions could lose by thirty. They didn't. They were only a score behind for a long time and, and probably should have been even closer. So, uh, as I keep saying, um, for many tours, probably 20 years or more, the Lions have never seen the great home players before the Test Series. Well, no, they have. They the Springboks had to show some of their hand, not all of it, but some of their hand, and the Lions, in terms of the scrum and the driving ball, proved that they could deal with it. And I think that was, that's a big bonus. I really do. do you,
1: so, so as you say, that the Springboks um, took off at a pace. It was 17-3 up um, within 25 minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, you, you, you could sort of uh, wince slightly and wonder what we were in for. Uh, and then, the, and then the Lions levelled it up. So there are two two ways of looking at it. Was it a some some Springboks who had been in a week's isolation and only had two training sessions, mm. therefore they were inevitably going to run out of steam, or was it B uh, the the Lions who hadn't had. Decent opposition so far. Therefore, they came in soft and hardened themselves pretty quickly to the challenge.
2: That's a very good question. I, I well, think I possibly, occasionally, it excellent, good question. Yeah, it was an excellent question. I, I, I don't know. I, I, think both factors are just significant. I mean, the, you all, you do run out of steam if you've not been playing very often. There's no question about that. But on the other hand, um, you know, you don't actually need a lot of physical endurance to do some of the things that were happening there. So I think it's 50-50, um, and I think that the morale of the Lions lasted really well. Um, they took some crushing tackles, um, they t- two tries which, which, which were, came across rather easily, and I think that uh, the Lions bounced back well and showed that they can hold the driving maul and they can hold the scrum. And, and when the, you consider that Ty Furlong wasn't there, I think that's praiseworthy.
1: Yeah, do you think they'll... Kick the ball straight to Cheslin Colby again? Or do you think maybe that was a not sl- the, little lesson. Not
2: the best idea. I thought the Lions kicking game really was execrable. Um, poor Owen Farrell it came in just before the game, that was never easy. Uh, I thought Conor Murray's box kicks were rank. I mean, they were so, uh, to make them contestable, they were so short and so low. To make them so the Lions could chase them, he didn't have the confidence or the length of the leg to put them up high. Um, and we, I think the Lions were in a bog there they just couldn't get out of their own half for a long time
1: Isn't it sort of strange that, that we've got to this stage of the tour and, and you mentioned Murray and Farrell who you would say are of two big senior men on this group mm. uh, and, and yet there's big question marks there and that's not going to be the half-back partnership, it's questionable
2: whether either of them should be playing. It, it is, I think that actually we knew before last night it's very doubtful if Owen would, uh, I mean, look, no one, um, I think, has to both see the incredible intensity and the passion of the guy and the consistency until recently. Uh, I think he'll play a part in the test series. Don't think he'll start. I think Conor Murray last night was uh, his own drama, Owen, because uh, his passing was funereal. Um, you wrote quite a critical piece on him in the time. I, didn't I, you? I did, because he, he, he'd get the ball. He'd. Bend down to pick it up. He'd stand up instead of sweeping it across his body, uh, and he, he, the time he took to to make a choice to play, he'd start jogging towards the players he was, might pass to, and eventually pass to someone wh- who had a springbok on top of him. I thought it was absolutely t- awful, and he must know that, and so did Gatland, and I think that for me, um, Ali Price, who's who's much sharper, and maybe not as great an all-round player. If the Lions want to play any sort of rugby, Ali Price has got to, first of all, play well this Saturday against the uh, Stormers. And then if he does, I'm sure, he, I'm almost certain he'll be in. that He should be. Well, no, I, I
1: agree that on what we've seen here, he should be. Uh, we Gatlin's not scared of, of big controversial um, selections, as we know. Brian O'Driscoll um, might come on and remind us of that.
2: Yes, he might, yeah. Or any other Irishman you yeah, we, across, yeah. Yeah, he'll remind you. Yeah. Um,
1: no. I mean, but this that would be another huge call, wouldn't it? Conor Murray is the tall captain as it stands.
2: Do you you really think that he would do that? Well, I, I think he's got to. I mean, what Warren is no fool, and last night one of the huge problems they had was was Connor's absolutely s- slow coach uh, delivery to to the people people outside, and his his selection of options was, was terrible. And uh, um, um, Ali Price is probably a different man in that he just. Bombs it out there, gets it going, comes in and whips it away. Whether or not it's then the right option, it, it may be different. But I mean, he, he has been, of the three, easily the most scrum half, scrum half, and the most the most um, efficient uh, man to work the scrum, as we say, uh, of the three that they've got here. I agree. I, no,
1: I, I do agree. But we're back to sort of that, that kind of uh, uh, question of, of Conor uh, was poor against good opposition, hmm. Ali Price has been good against poor opposition. So, did, did I get that right? No. Did, I on. got that wrong. Conor yeah, Murray was poor against good opposition, yeah. and Ali Price has been good against poor opposition.
2: Well, is it not, surely, the role of uh, the Lion's scrum half and captain to prove he is good against good opposition? And last night, Conor Murray did not do that. Yeah, no, you've nailed that.
1: I, um, and, um, by the way, so I, we just sort of skated over it. So so Jonesy wrote a piece on that in in the Times today. So this is Jonesy who's um been who is the Sunday Times the king of the Sunday Times. Hmm. Um you've been in the daily
2: paper 3 days in a row now. How are you yeah. handling daily journalism? I I tell you what I've never done anything easier in my life. <laughs> Honestly <laughs> the, the other things I did I I painted the guinea pig hutch once. That was, that was easy. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? Oh, I once walked down the garden, and my driving test was, was a little bit more difficult. The rest is so easy. And no wonder you boys are just on the socializing all the time and never do much work. It's bloody easy. <laughs> Sunday paper is just so difficult. But, uh, God, dear, this is the life of Riley. So are you going to carry on then? Are you going to do this for the rest of the tour? Three or four days a week? No, I'm going to just do it five minutes a day. That's all it takes, really. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. But then then it, I, it's a gift I, to the readers, though, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. I am. But I've got, to, I've got to keep my real energy back for the, for the main difficult uh, thing on the weekend, uh, the Sunday, Sunday times. But uh, fair play. I look upon you all in a new light now. <laughs> I never knew how easy it was. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad we've established that. Um, what else are we supposed? To, what else we supposed to talk about?
1: <laughs> uh, let's go through. Should we go through the team? Yeah. All right. So so let's try and run through the team quickly. Uh, from last, uh, having seen last night, let's go one to fifteen and uh, who, who we think will be Warren Gatland's starters. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. I'll kick off with the front row. Yes. Uh, I think that he will go. Well, actually, Win jones was uh, last night was the best um, uh, loser we've seen so far. Yes. So on that evidence, you'd have Wynne-Jones and Ty Furlong as
2: your props. Yes.
1: Uh, um, I'm not going to say hooker oh, because that's impossible, the three brilliant ones. I've it,
2: absolutely no idea. It is impossible. I, I, and I think, I just don't know why I say this, because I think Luke Cohen-Dickey is an absolutely magnificent player. I think it'll be between um, the, the sheriff, K- Ken Owens, and um, Jamie George. I think Jamie just just narrowly, but Ken Owens is such a... Good player, these days. In fact, I think he's. I think he's a great player. Do
1: you not think you can have Luke Caranddy off the bench because he is he is like what you might call a game changer? Yes, you, you don't often say that of hookers, but but he scores tries and he breaks tackles and um, yes, he 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 has a, a bit of axe factor in that regard that Jamie
2: and, and Ken Owens don't have. I I agree with you, and I think that it's it's highly likely that the other two hookers will both start test matches, but Cowan Dickey will be on the bench for all three. And he does come on, and, and, and he can make a sensational difference because he's a great player. Uh, Jamie George effectively is the man in possession, but, you know, blimey, they're not going to win or lose a test match depending on who they pick a hooker, because I think they're all tremendous, and they're very lucky there, yeah. very
1: lucky. What do you reckon? Second row is straightforward-ish?
2: It, it It was straightforward, um, I think Marrow last night um, um, stood up to the plate as they say though he had an excellent game Ian henderson 's slightly quieter but he's had a great tour and he 's a tough boy, but um, he 's not a great uh, he 's not a spring heeled lineup man. Uh, the question is um, I think if you play Henderson there it does it does then um, the prerequisite is is for Courtney Laws, I think to be six in the lineout because he 's a really outstanding lineup forward. And I think that gives Courtney the edge at six over over, um, uh, Sean, over uh, Ty Byrne. Um, but um, there is this other element that Alan Wynne-Jones is playing um, on the bench against the Stormers. Uh, we'll both be there in the stadium on Saturday, Owen. And I can't believe they would have brought him all the way over and stuck him on the bench if Gatland had no intention of playing him at some part of the Test Series.
1: Well, I think I think... Um, Alan Win will be starting by the second test. Uh, he might be on the bench for the first test, um, but but he, he's he, he's the, he, he's in there, isn't he? He's he's, he's he going is. to play a major role now.
2: And I, and I do think that it, very very unfair. Say Henderson is the one to lose lose out. I think it'd be very unfair unless they pay Henderson six, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, look, I I don't think it's quite as guaranteed as you as you do, but I think. There's no way you come all this way if Gatlin has said, look, son, there's no way you're playing in the Test match.
1: Henderson could, could lose out altogether because um, if you play uh, Marrow-Jones in at, at lock forward, Courtney at six, I agree. Courtney, yeah. I think, has been slightly protected. Yeah. Um, he uh, didn't play on Wednesday and he won't play on Saturday. Yeah. Curry, I think, will be seven. And I s- still suspect Faletau on just on his previous, will, will get the nod at eight.
2: Uh, just before we go on from Falatai, I, I just think that I just think that um, Conan the Barbarian uh, could, if he has a tremendous game, because I think he's an excellent player, he could just make Gatlin think at number eight because I think Talupe is is not quite himself, although he can produce it on the big occasions.
1: Yeah, but but the point about Henderson is if he doesn't make the starting fifteen, then you'll probably have Byrne on the bench. Yes, um, because he covers Lock and, and Blindside, so I don't know. So I think it's I think it's really interesting. I think they might be moving towards a six-two bench.
2: Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, the, the box will be so that's, that that's definite. So yes, um, and that that gives you the option to really power up the the scrum and the forward pack later on. So I think that's what will happen. So we happen.
1: both think Ali Price should play at nine, but we don't know if he will because it might be Murray, and we think. Yes. That it, it, Dan Bigger, if his if his ankle is okay, is a, a shoe in at 10.
2: Yes, we do. We do, and we wouldn't have said that on the last tour, but this time it, it looks like it. You, but how sorry do you feel for Finn Russell that he hasn't had the chance to show what he can do?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it's a, it, I feel sorry for him, and, and I I've, I feel sad that, that that's one part of the narrative that this Lions tour has been robbed of, because yes. it was just fascinating to see how he would... Uh, handled the challenge of the Lions and how Gatlin would use him would he use him um I mean he's still here, so he's not being sent
2: home, which
1: Injured players get sent home. They don't. You, and, and, and let's face it, you wouldn't hang around in South Africa under lockdown now, and, and, no. unless there was something in it for you. So no. they surely think there's something still in it for him, which I think is fascinating.
2: Uh, well, so do I. I think, Jimmy, uh, I hadn't thought of that before. So I'm lying when I say so do I. I think that's <laughs> a that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, it's great um, to make them occasionally. Well, it is it's yeah. boat time. We've been doing the ruck for a year. <laughs> for um, a year. For five <laughs> no, years, five mate. Five years. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We up, sound a bit weary, by the way. There's a there's a reason for that. I, I actually read. Really love Finn Russell and um, I would have loved to see him fulfil himself here and and, you know one one lesson which I'm sure we'll talk about towards the end of the tour is it is too short to guarantee everybody has a chance it really is it really is
1: Centres uh Gatlin's desperate to see a half... Anything decent from Henshaw gets him a start, doesn't it? Yeah, uh,
2: Henshaw's been injured. Um, he's only got to walk on at the field and walk off at the end to, to be the inside centre. Yeah, yeah. But so it's, a so, decent walk. Exactly. So, so the other thing is, um, Chris Harris, I think we both like on this trip. Um, but I also think that the courage and the power of Bundyaki, is not actually... You wouldn't call him a, a brilliant talent, but I think he'd be a good backup and I think it'll be Henshaw... And Chris Harris with Bundyaki coming on at some stage. I think, and I think, look, we we saw um, the, the the power of Lucanio Am and uh, Damian Godlen. Lucanio Am is brilliant. What a player! Isn't he? What a player. I I player. Just
1: Thought he's quite scary, powerful. Yes, he is. He, is. he um, is. So listen, if um here's here's what I've been thinking: if it's going to be a six-two bench, then I think he has to play Elliot Daly at thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's going to be a 6-2 oh, bench... have you, you gotta mean
2: ha- at 13 in the starting team?
1: Yes. Cause right. Because if it's going to be a 6-2 bench, you've got to have a nine, a 9 on the bench, yeah? Yes. And you've got to have Owen Farrell because if, if Dan Bigger goes down, you've got to have another 10. So the only way you can cover the rest of the field is if you've got Elliot Daly out there already. Do you know and, what? And, and in today's press conference, when asked about Daly... Well, um, Warren Gatlin could have been asked about the fact that Daly played um, 80 minutes last Saturday, 65 minutes yesterday. And he's starting again on, on, uh, this Saturday's yeah. game. So that's eight, that's three games in eight days, which is bang out of order. If you ask me, Yes. but Gatlin said he wanted to see Daly outside Henschel. Uh,
2: that is very interesting. Well, and occasionally, you know, no, that's yet another interesting point you made. And, um, But, uh, I mean, look, the the one thing we saw last night is you cannot afford to have anyone in the midfield who's not a resounding physical presence. And I think that Elliot Daly is by no means a poor defender, but he's not an all-enveloping defender, um, which I think Chris Harris is. So, in that case, I would opt for the 5-3, not the 6-2, because I don't think you can do that. You're dead right. You've got to have a 9 uh, on the bench, you have to have a ten, and um, and daily with Chris Harris in the team. I think, I think that's, that that's the way I would pick it, definitely. So you would go. I'm not saying I, w- I would do because I don't mm. think Daily is. I don't, I don't think he's.
1: I mean, I think he's had quite quite a good tour. Yeah. Oh, and say it's my phone. It's got the um, di- dialing tune of the uh, um, Pink Panther.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the other boys. We'll call them back in a minute. It's Johnny and Gav. Oh, well, don't bother with it. I think they're bringing about dinner.
0: Right. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. iPhone.
2: Okay, back back three.
1: Well, um, uh, poor Stuart Hogg's um, been robbed of a good chance, um, and, and I feel for him. But I think we uh, we've, we've been well enough convinced by Liam Williams and his prowess in the air, um, uh, so we would like Williams to start, and I think uh, Gatlin would like him to start as well if he recovers from. Well, he's got to get, get through an HIA, isn't he? Yes, yes,
2: yeah. I think I think Liam definitely because uh, he's a bomb diffuser in the modern idiom and. Kluck um, puts up a lot of bombs, and then um, on the wing, uh, last two games, Anthony Watson's really come into his own. I find I think you know, he's a great player, tough and uh, resourceful, um, and he, and in a group of of four wings, none of whom have have had bad tours, and so the other uh, position then becomes, in my opinion, between Duan van der Merwe and Josh Adams, who's who's scoring. Tries by the Hatful. Yeah, oh. they're both playing on uh, Saturday nights. Oh, yes, they are. So that'll be, Saturday think... night's game could be a kind of shootout. That's right.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been really impressed by uh, Van Der Merwe. Um, yeah. And I was a bit, I, I felt for Reece Zamet a bit yesterday when he um, was really trying to do something early when he did his fast crabbing across the mm. pitch. He
2: got absolutely flipping cl- well, he, clobbered. He... He did, but I mean, what he was doing was he was playing defence for to the for the chip from from Faf, and that you know he that's what they were playing either the scrum half or the wing the far wing has got to be there and he took it and really had nowhere to go I think he should have hoofed it but I think he's probably a little bit it's a little bit before his time um, this tour he could become a really really good player but I, would you, so would you have Watson Dohan like me Duhan van der Um
1: i just I just feel scared that we've been sucking it into Duhan van der merva by the fact that he's scored uh, lots of great tries and and has looked brilliant against you know the average yeah. um uh, teams that he's played against yeah I have, um so sorezammits looked pretty looked pretty decent until last night when he played against Springboks. Mm. and mm. wonder what um van der merva would have looked like has, has van der merva proven anything under the under a, a eyeball well, I mean, they'll, a- they'll just They'll just do that
2: all that's day, a, won't they? That's a very good point. And actually, some of the whispers amongst our colleagues from South Africa are that they do want him to play because they think he's not that great under the high ball. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, it's time for everybody to step up. If he's not great under the high ball, he better become great under the high ball in about two, in about five, five days.
1: Yeah, I, I just suspect that... Well, I don't know. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. But I think that... Gatlin knows he can trust Josh Adams, and he also knows that Josh Adams is
2: in good form. So I suspect that might swing that one. It might do, but all I just to have the final word. I think that Josh Adams is a great try scorer, a great finisher, but whether this game rests on those little moments of of genius way out on the wing, I doubt. I doubt the game's going to be like that. But you never know if he gets the ball and scores a try from nothing. Well, I was wrong.
1: Well, you suppose what you're saying is if you wanted... An x factor player to score yeah. the try that might settle the series or whatever then the 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 wings you're talking about are Sammet and maybe Van der Merwe.
2: yeah yeah okay okay no no i i i don't think it'll work out that way and i'd i just like to see Watson there, just like Watson I always have since he was a kid of fifteen faf started quite well, didn't he yes, he did, and um <laughs> on, Jeez, blame me. I think in the first twenty minutes, as I wrote in that uh, uh, daily paper um he he he'd put up uh, he he'd been involved in a fight he'd thrown the ball at um, Kyle Sinclair. sinkler uh, he rushed in towards a fight to to carry on it rather than stop it he put up some great box kicks he'd made a break uh he 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 was brilliant at picking out which of the runners was was running best and all that and he I even just managed
1: think, to get a red card turned into we, a yellow. We got
2: red into yellow, which was a red in anyone's book. Yeah, and also then he's also like a flanker because if you notice when he doesn't follow the ball round the scrum, he stands there staring balefully at the ten as like like a, like <laughs> a blonde bombshell open side flanker. And, and like the the bloke is amazing. He's so quick witted and so good to watch. If he was a, if he was your your player, you'd love him you know but i mean it's such a contrast to, to 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 connor murray last night obviously connor doesn't play the same sort of game it's not his fault but blame me he was effective and he stayed on till the end as well i think didn't he so we've got
1: Saturday's game coming up now that's yeah. that's, the, that's the last trial for uh, last chance saloon for for uh, um people to put their hands up for selection um yes if Marcus Smith has a blinder, no, we can't take that seriously, can we?
2: No, we can't. I, I think he's fortunate with respect to be to become a British line in the way he has. I really do. Um, well, you'd have had someone else come in instead. No, I wouldn't have brought anyone for a start because they've already got two tens. But I, I just think that he was brought in on, as some sort of uh, um, two fingers to a certain England coach for a start. But that may be do wrong. Do you? Yes, I, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Uh, Robbie Henshaw's got to prove his fitness. Uh, Adams can do himself a lot of good on the wing. Ali Price can do himself a world of good. Wynn Jones is obviously going to come on at some stage. Uh, and uh I'll i will tell you the know. one
1: the, the the what could be interesting is if Hamish Watson has another barnstormer. Yeah. Then then Warren gatlin has got to take that seriously. Yeah, yeah, or do you, or do you just think that 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 um, Tom Curry's
2: so good that he doesn't? I think Watson is a rumbustious player that 's a good thing to be is isn't he it? Te- yeah, but you could have more i mean i i don 't think i think I think Tom Curry is finding it a little bit difficult to pick up the systems, but I think he 's just a, a, a beast, and I think that he i think he 'll get the job um, i I really do i just one last faint chance for Rory Sutherland this week. Don't think he's been that great at all. I thought he'd be better and more aggressive. He's on the loose head, so he's got a chance. And it'd be nice if uh, Tide Furlong against the uh, Stormers uh, shows well because he's coming up to the test. It's about time he stood himself a bit. But uh, does have the look of the sort of roughly the second team about it. But still a fascinating game. Owen. Still do, a fascinating do you, game.
1: Do you think that um, Sam Simmons hasn't quite lived up to what people hoped? I, I'm just convinced that Warren wants him as a to come off the bench. I just, you know, he's he's everything about him says big impact substitute, doesn't it? But it, it does. I, I don't think he's made it a big impact yet. Uh, which is again, he's on he's picked for the bench tomorrow. I, I think Warren
2: g- is giving him lots of opportunities to just to go. Yes, this is why I should be picked. He he, he is. But don't forget, he's not not a significant number of international appearances, um, and he's coming out of the club rugby. I think he's a great talent. And I don't think, I think people are saying, oh, this great ma- Maverick, we're going to see him making 60 or 70-yard runs. Well, well, even against the, the Shark second team, I don't think that was ever going to happen uh, because it doesn't happen like that. And I actually think he's qu- acquitted himself nobly without tearing up the, you know, without yeah, burning the grass. So I, I still think he's a good player. I think he's a worthy selection and he's got another chance coming on his sub this weekend.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So we're going to have to know the others. Sorry, should we go and catch up with others for
1: dinner? Uh, yeah, go on then. Let's just stress. It's an alcohol-free dinner. Yeah, you, you are now in South Africa. They they've lifted the restrictions, so you can actually go out for to yeah. eat. Yeah, you don't have to have um, hotel room service meals like we
2: did initially. It's not the same, though, is it?
1: Well, you can sit around the table with people. Yeah, but you can't have a glass of wine.
2: Would you rather sit on your own and have a glass of wine?
3: <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go over now because um, there's, there's there's a lot more to come. Jones has had a, a a good conversation with Brendan Nell, who is our he's our our Springbok correspondent. Really, he's a he? newsman, a newshound as well. He's a newshound. Ooh. Um, and um, he gave us three nice bottles of wine last week, didn't he? He did, yeah. But but, but we shouldn't
2: publish that. No. Oh. Well, I do mention that in the interview to come. Oh, do you? Yeah, but I didn't okay. say wine. I just said, I just said banned substances. He, well, he brought some banned sub-
1: substances from the uh, Ernie Ailes vineyard, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did, yeah. And that, yeah. Was, that was a very nice Well, Ernie now is a better winemaker
2: than he is a golfer. Have yes. you seen him play? No. He's <laughs> sh <shit>. see. <laughs> well, his wine's half
1: decent, so well it done is, him. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. two decent talents, making yeah, wine and playing golf. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. Um, OK, thank you, Ruck listeners. Uh, we will now hand over to uh, Jonesy and Brendan Nell in conversation.
2: We're now going to speak to Brendan Nell, one of the leading um, South African rugby writers, and he has been for probably longer than he'd care to admit, Bren, um, <laughs> Lovely to be back in, in your wonderful country. What did you make of the, the Box A game last night? That We've just been speaking off air and saying it was really the first Aggressive, proper tour game that we've seen.
3: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, it's uh, it, yeah, it was the first game that we've seen that's actually of any consequence to either side, I think, probably at the moment. I know the Lions have been getting some great hit outs, but, um, yeah, if, uh, for, from the one point, it brings the Lions back down to, to earth in a way in the fans, South African fans, that they got this invincible team that's going through the country winning by 70 points. And, um, I think for the box, the, the hit out was great. I think. Both teams learnt enough out of that. I think there's, there's enough for both coaches to work on. I think the box will reckon that first 30 minutes uh, yeah, will we, we, we'll do them well and I think they can rattle the lines in the test.
2: Sure. Um, Brendan, by the way, um, is you will have seen his byline with his news stories in the, in the Times and the Sunday Times, but he's performing a much more key duty for the media out here in providing... What are uh, banned substances? Um, not for sale in this country. They're of the red and white shade, and he's pre- performed a valiant service so far. Bren, um the, the box say uh, you were very, very strong. Who do you think is going to come into that side for the test matches? Obviously, Maler, but, but on the tight end possibly, but who else?
3: Well, I think I think. Well, if we just see, look at that A team game, the uh, Trevor Niaconi's. A um, couple of scrums didn't go so well, so I think Franz Malhaber will have to come in. Franz doesn't do too much around the around the park; but he can scrum, and I think that'll be a key attack point for the box in those tests. Um, Andre Pollard, if he if he is ready, if he's over the COVID, and, um, he he'll be one of the guys I think will come back into it as well. Uh, yeah, looking at else, just not too many others to be very honest. Um, I think we might see Quasha Smith at eight. I'm not sure if Jasper Visa. Will go into the test, they might put him on the bench and uh, or maybe one of the Duprea twins, you know, over there. But the rest, I think, is more or less. We might also hooker, sorry, just if Bongi and Bunambi is right or Melton Marks, I think we probably have a different starting hooker as well.
2: Okay, okay. When you say that uh, Franz doesn't do much around the field, when have you ever cared about what your props do around <laughs> the field, mate? So, this is so- a first.
3: <laughs> well, we, we have had guys in the past who actually score some beautiful tries. I mean, Richard Vance, uh, Oxen yeah, Chairs, sure. scored a couple of those long range ones. And uh, Beast also used to get around around the park quite a bit as well. So, um, But yeah, France, uh, you just look at him, you know, he's not going to be moving. He'll wait for the play to come to him rather than go sure. to the play. No, I know. You're right about your mobile props, too. Just
2: tell me, um, you know, we, we've been um, uh, obviously both countries have been in the grip of COVID, but. At least at least at the very least, we've seen the Brits and Irish play some rugby, albeit in empty stadiums. You have not seen your team uh, which won the world cup you've not really seen them in a, in a, in a live match in two thousand and nineteen for a start a, a, a big rugby man like you and your mates that that must have been personally painful
3: yeah, it was it was I mean it wasn't a great last year I mean watching the rugby championship and then you know, you're having to get all the, all the banter that comes along with Argentina beating the All Blacks and not having any preparation. And South Africa is saying they don't have enough preparation. That's why they didn't go. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. I think we all live for sport uh, and we all live for these games. And that's why, I mean, for us, a lot of people I know are quite happy that the Lions tour is going ahead, even though it isn't perfect because it takes them away from all the other problems in the country at the moment. And, uh, you know, we've, you love these big games, and that's why we all do this job. We we love to be in those big stadiums with big crowds. I must admit, you, you've been there, Steve, and without without fans, it's not the same. It's it's hollow. It's soulless. It's it's terrible. And I, I mean, it, it, TV it looks a bit better than it is sitting there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, look, well well spoken. But uh, you know, having said that, I mean, I I knew. Who, I mean, I must have known fifty people alone who were coming down on this tour. And, uh, you know, there could have been like 30,000 here, the economy needed it, the fans would have been great, the stadiums. I mean, did, did, you, did you share in this country, Brent, the the, the the anger which we felt that there no way could be found to postpone this for one year?
3: Definitely, definitely. I think that's probably the, one of the, the biggest travesties in the world, rugby, in the last you know, two years, is the fact that nobody would bend over backwards or even bend over a little bit to, you know, to, mm. to postpone it. That, yeah, there's no, there's no real rugby tours left other than the Lions tour. Let's be honest. There's, it's, it's a unique thing. It's, it's a, it's something other than the World Cup. It's probably the only other unique experience other than the World Cup that's really worth going to as a fan. And I, I felt, yeah, we all wanted the fans. I mean, I, I, in '97, in probably, I, I always tell people it probably was one of my worst rugby memories was that second test in Durban, with Jeremy Guscott's drop goal and. Yeah, you know, just coming back into that hotel and having that sea of red there in that beachfront hotel <laughs> in Durban, and everybody when they see you and they know you are South African, obviously, it was it, it started off bad. It was great after a couple of beers, you know, you forgot about the rugby as such. But yes, you know, those are sort the of things you miss. You miss the those fans going around the country, and I, I just think World Rugby should have done a lot more to to protect the brand. And I've, I've got worries because Australia and just as bad states provincially as South Africa. Um, I think they won two two games out of 23 against New Zealand sides in this Trans-Tasman series. The Lions are going to have the same problem in Australia when they get there. There's not going to be opposition. There'll probably mm. be more of a tour for fans, but yeah, th- there's really serious questions and a rethink needed as how to World Rugby actually looks at this this tour.
2: Absolutely correct. Well, and well spoken again. Um, having said that, we we we've, they've somehow got through this tour. I mean... Um, you know, empty stadiums, lots of testing, and the box have got COVID. Then the lines have got some. Then some other teams got them. It, it's been sort of um, uh, just staggering along. But actually, to be perfectly fair, I, I, I feel slightly inspired that they've managed to get this far, and now it looks like they will get through to the end. Do you see this sort of faint background of heroism about the whole thing?
3: Uh, definitely, I think so. I think the steely resolve that you see in both teams that. Yeah, the rest of us, every time we've heard a positive COVID test, every time you have to ask somebody about something like that, there's, yeah, the, you know, in the back of your mind, think, oh, no, you know, we're getting one step closer to them saying, okay, it's not worth it. Um, but we haven't got to that. And every time we speak to them, they they yeah, they find a way of making it through. And, uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose in some sense they don't really have another choice because financially this, this tour means so much to both sides. Um, but, yeah, I think the fact that they're getting through this is, is amazing, and, and I don't think we'll see it in any other time. Teams would have probably gone home by now. Uh, absolutely, and and given up. Uh, Brent,
2: I, I've been lucky enough to come to here many times I we came first when apartheid was still on, and ever since then, you know, we've had 95, we've had various uh, bubbling issues and uh, quotas, etc. cetera. Do you think now that this team has, has settled down and is... Uh, seen as a, a representative team or, or are there still sort of what you, racial issues in its formation or uh, is it now after all those years kind of
3: bedded down a, as a national team I, I think it is definitely a national team but I mean you know we live in South Africa we we continually seem to be uh, you know having issues that pop up that no other country has and. the yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if those things bubble up again you know, in the next... We, we've had seen a lot of backlash in the last year so, as well from sections about the, the the Black Lives Matter and the taking the knee and not just mm. in rugby and cricket in South Africa. I think most of the world's probably grappled with that. Um, but yeah, this team, when it won the World Cup, um, anybody who's seen that Chasing the Sun documentary will see yeah. how, how united this team is. And there's there's a lot more young talented black players coming through, just the likes of Pepsi Butelezi and those guys coming through, that it's changing a lot quicker than it was in the past and yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's that many issues. You're always going to have one or two guys who are always going to try and try and make it an issue yeah, in this country mm-hmm. but um, I think the majority of people accept that players are players and that they're on talent and merit and yeah, we don't have as many quota stories going around if we put it that way in the media sure. at all anymore. Sure, Brian. Like I say, I mean, I'm not
2: the only person that loves South Africa. I absolutely adore this place. I, I hated the idea that we may not even come down, and I once brought my family down to to, to see it. it. You know, you as long as you're careful, it, it's a great place. But now, there, you know, there, there, there's COVID, and there are riots and all, and all that sort of thing. Um, is, is your is your does your heart tell you that uh, you still this is still the place to be? And you know, it's it, obviously in your heart and do you see that the country will eventually come out of COVID and come out of it, it's sort of it's travails and it's business problems at the moment and, and,
3: and be a, be a sort of get back on top again. <laughs> I'm glad you're asking me this today. Not two days ago, I think two days ago when everything was at its worst, you know, with, with the, the looting and things like that, yeah. I, I really, I was at a point, I'm a very optimistic person. I love my country, but, um, I was having my doubts two days ago. And, and um, you yeah, know, somebody said to me, you know, but we, we're right on the edge. And, and I sort of reminded them, The thought popped into my head, but when has South Africa not been on the edge? I mean, if you think yes. through the apartheid days, there's always been something happening and there's always been some sort of, um, yeah, riots or something going along. And, and, yes, we have our problems. We've got lots of them. We got, and they need to be sorted out somehow. I think there is a willingness in government, in certain parts of government. Um, we've gone through some really bad times. Um, and I think the response that I've seen, you know, when you see the taxi association, which is not normally on most of those minibus taxis, the most notorious pe- things people hate, um, mm. them coming out to take shopping malls and, and yeah, you know, the, the, you see communities banding together to clean up. And I, I feel there's still more good people than bad people in this country. And I think the good will shine through and, um, I, yeah, I'm not, not quite sure we're out of the woods yet. I still think they're still going to play out, and the response over the next couple of weeks is going to be very interesting to watch. But they are, I still believe there's still more good people than bad people, and this is still a wonderful country.
2: Absolutely agreed. Um, well, I've got one final question for you, mate. Who's going to win the first test, and then who's <laughs> going to win the test series? You can, um, you, can have a, you can have any opinion you want,
3: biased, unbiased, but uh, who's going to win? I, I don't think I'd go as bold as some other journalists and say three 0 either way, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a two one series, and I, I, I'm hoping um, that that'll be that that the side will be the third test and come down to those last five minutes of the third test, hopefully. But um, I could see the Box probably being a bit underdone in that first test because of COVID and because yeah, you know, there's certain players question marks about them and their form and their fitness. Uh, but I think they'll storm back in that second test. The Alliance probably win the first test by my reckoning and the box will storm back in the second and we can have a hell of a decider in the third. And as a South African, I'm obviously going to say South Africa will hopefully win it. Well done, well said. I, I have to say, a very difficult to
2: take issue there, especially looking at those big, big beasts last night. Brendan, as, as ever, mate, thanks a million. A um, passionate South African, but also uh, like all our listeners, uh a passion, passionate follower of rugby. Uh, keep those substances coming, mate. We've uh, got a little bit of a shortage at the moment, the red and the white. And uh, that was Brendan Nell. Thank you, Brent. And that's the end of the Ruck for today. Uh, twice a week, as you know, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, we'll be reporting on the Lions against the Stormers, the preview to the first Test match. Please join us. Thank you, Brendan.